0: Hey, Dada, can this personality stuff get any more complicated?
1: That is a good question. This is the Understand Life podcast,
0: where we are helping you turn life into lessons.
1: I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today I have
0: Alyssa Neiman and Malachi Neiman and Kelly Neiman Anderson. Yay. Our aunt and my dad's sister. That's how
1: that works. Thanks for joining us today, Kelly. Yeah,
0: I'm so excited
2: to be here.
1: This is part two. If you missed part one, then here's a quick recap on what we covered there. And we'll go right in from the recap into what we're talking about this week. This week, we are talking about what I believe is the most complicated personality type out there. It's also pretty popular for people that are really into these personality type things. And it is called the Enneagram.
2: The what kind of gram?
1: Enneagram.
2: I heard that the Enne and Enneagram means nine.
1: That's correct. E N N. E-A and yeah is the word in Greek for nine. And then gramma means the word written. All of the types have numbers as opposed to names. The reason is so that there is not any positive or negative connotation with the numbers. Because every one of the types has positives and negatives. And essentially the positives are the negatives.
2: One of Uncle David's favorite quotes about personalities is attributed to Albert Einstein. And it says everyone's a genius, but if you try and teach a fish to climb a tree, it will always think it's stupid.
1: There are nine different types in the Enneagram system, but unlike in quadrant theory, where you could have any of the other types as your secondary, in the Enneagram, your secondary can only be one of the numbers that are adjacent. It goes in a circle from one to nine. Nine is usually at the top convention, like if you looked at a traditional clock, that's... so if
2: the clock only had nine hours instead of twelve, exactly. That's
1: so nine's at the top. On. Type one is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Type two is generous, people-pleasing, and protective. Type three is driven, adaptable, excelling, and sometimes image-conscious. And a type four is expressive, dramatic. Self absorbed and temperamental. Type five is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Type six is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Type seven is spontaneous, Mm -hmm. versatile, Mm -hmm. acquisitive, as in they acquire things and scattered.
2: Like, Like they're so spontaneous that they can be all over the place.
1: Type eight is self confident decisive, willful, and confrontational. Type nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. In a top brain, bottom brain, people in adapter mode, that sounds like a type nine to me.
0: So there's like nine personality types. Yeah. And I'm a three.
1: How do you know you're a three?
0: When we talked about number three, you said, is there anything we
2: know who is a three? And Said so me. Oh, right. Alyssa
1: pointed at you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Alyssa thinks that Malachi's a three.
1: Did you guys take a test ahead of time on what your Enneagram type is? Yes. Yeah. Kelly, did you take a test?
2: I did take a test. What it was, was test? long. How did you guys feel about your test? I was didn't like long.
1: it. Okay. So there's a bunch of different Enneagram tests out there. You can pay for some that are generally even longer, but try to be more accurate. And then some are free. We found one that we used, but it wasn't so good that I necessarily would recommend it.
0: The Enneagram test will be on the show notes.
1: I found a few different ones. I'm not endorsing a specific test, but I'll put a bunch of links on the show notes. So if you want to try any of those. What did your test show, Malachi? What was your type?
0: Well, I said I was most likely a three.
1: Okay. And do you think that that is correct? No. Alyssa, do you think that Malachi is a three? Yeah,
0: kind
1: of. So a three is adaptable, excelling, driven, driven. like an achiever, right? Do you think Malachi Malachi is is like that?
2: Driven and an
0: achiever. you
1: try to achieve things?
2: Yeah. What are some good things about that, do you think? I don't know.
1: Well, we get stuff done,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Dada is also a three. Can I tell a little story about my test taking?
2: Yeah.
1: I am an Enneagram novice. I had heard of it before this podcast, but I did do quite a bit of research to try and get up to speed on the Enneagram because I did not know really much about it before 48 hours ago. Everything I'm saying is based on that research. In that time, I took six different Enneagram tests to try and figure out my type. And the reason is because the first test that I took gave me scores where type 3, 7, 8, and 1. One were all at essentially the same score. So I was like, okay, I could be any of those. I moved on, I took another test. That test showed I could be a three or a seven. Those are my top types, with a five being almost as close, one point off. And then the next one showed either a three or an eight as my top types. And then a one and a seven were also pretty close. Some of the numbers are connected inside the diagram of the Enneagram. We haven't talked about it yet. And so seven, And eight and one and five are all connected. And I went, oh, it makes sense. That kind of connection thing there. That's probably what I am. But three kept coming up as being one of the top ones. So I did some research and found out that threes have a tendency to try to look like some of the other types because threes as achievers will be a little bit of a chameleon going, oh, you know, the way to achieve something is to act like that kind of person And so then I'm going to act like that kind of person because that's how I will achieve things. When we talked about eights, we talked about how they are self-confident and decisive and confrontational and that that is often good in a leadership position, right? Dada has a leadership position at work. And as a three, I try to act kind of like an eight in a lot of circumstances because I think that that's a good thing in those circumstances.
2: But Malika, I don't think you're very much of an eight. What's an eight again?
1: Self-confident, decisive, confrontational, and willful.
2: So, Malachi, you have a lot of confidence, but I don't think that personality sounds very much like you.
1: Probably not. And that makes sense. You have different experiences as a three where you need to act a certain way. So you're figuring out how to act the best in different circumstances.
2: Remind us what a three is like again.
1: So a three is adaptable. That's the number one thing. A three
2: is a chameleon.
1: Yeah. Threes are kind of chameleons because threes want to excel They are driven to get things done. You take on the other modes as you feel you need to in order to get things done.
2: Yeah. Can either of you think of a story of a time when Malachi was doing definite some three stuff? Taking a bath. Tell us about taking a bath, how you do it. So threes
0: get stuff done, right? Right. I get my bath done. Okay. Do you like to take baths?
2: No. No.
0: I take really fast baths. So I can do the stuff I want.
2: Oh, so the stuff you don't want to do, you get done really fast, so you can move on to stuff you do want to do? Yeah. That totally sounds like a three, because one of the other numbers was a procrastinator, which is someone who puts off the stuff. Are you a putter-offer? No. No. Everyone's a little bit of everything sometimes, but in general, you want to get stuff done. Yeah.
1: Kelly, what was your type?
2: I'm a one.
1: Principled? purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic.
2: Yeah, so purposeful and perfectionistic are lovely, but I don't think that they sound awesome. So I like to think of myself more as a reformer because I like to think of the more positive parts of being me. So what do you guys think? Do you think that I'm any of those number one qualities? Yes. Do you have any examples of something I do that's like a number one? You let us eat ice cream. I do let you eat a lot of ice cream. What else for number one? Donna, remind us about one. And then maybe Alyssa and Malika, I can think of some examples.
1: On the Enneagram Institute, the word that they use is the reformer, which oh, is what you that's say. That's what I like. Their desire is to be good, to have integrity, and to be balanced sometimes and be considered an idealist. Yeah. Kelly is a pastor. And right. so pastors are often considered to be like idealists. Is how things would be great if the world worked this way. And let's all work together to try and make it a better place skelly trying kind of do that let's work together to make the world a better place
0: yeah let's eat a bunch of ice cream cream so then the world is a better place i'm always trying to
2: make the world a better place for sure
1: Alyssa, you're the only one that we haven't talked about so far did you take a test yeah and what did your test come out with
2: i don't think it's right Um, i got nine okay tell us more about why you said yeah like you weren't excited
0: about it because I heard some of the other ones, and I'm like, yeah, that's more me.
1: Okay, which one do you think was more you? Do you remember?
0: Um, no, I think
1: I'm gonna go over them really quickly, and then you tell me to stop and be like, I think that one's it. So, one, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Two, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, possessive.
2: She's shaking her head. No, nope, three, that's
1: adaptable, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Four, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Five. Perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Seven, spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered.
0: Wait, what's acquisitive?
1: Collecting. Eight, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Wait, what's
2: confrontational?
1: You confront people.
2: You're willing to fight for stuff.
1: Nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned.
2: One of the things that Leonard told me is that we all have a little bit of all the numbers in us. Correct. So I think it would be healthy and normal if every time we read one, you're like, that's a little me. That's a little me. Did that happen at all to you?
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people take their test, they have a tendency to be a little bit idealized on the answers they give themselves. Kind of thinking the best version of me would act this way, and that's how they answer the question. So interestingly, the Enneagram actually has a diagram that goes along with it, and there are lines inside the Enneagram. So we talked about before, right at the beginning, that the image for the Enneagram is shown as a circle. And it looks kind of like a clock, except that there's only nine hours instead of 12, right? Because there's nine types. There's a bunch of lines inside the Enneagram.
0: Like Do you see that? three goes to yeah. six,
2: Six goes to nine, and nine goes to three.
1: That's correct. So three, six, and nine are very connected.
2: Mm. What does that mean? You two are both threes. Does that mean you really like sixes and nines?
1: One of the directions of the lines is when that type is being its best, and the other direction is when that type is being its worst. So for the three, six, and nine, threes are being their best usually when they start to act a little bit more like sixes. Sixes are being their best when they start to act a little bit more like nines.
0: And nines are the best when they act a little bit more like threes. So I wonder if
2: you tend to find a lot of threes, sixes, and nines in the same family because you're trying to be like someone else in your family, even though you're a little bit different than them. I don't know. But I know that when we were kids, I was always really jealous of Mm -hmm. you Because whenever we went places, you would make friends with people right away. And Leonard would win stuff all the time. Like the mostest Cub Scout badges ever that existed. Leonard would win them. And like everyone liked him no matter where we went. And I was kind of jealous. So if I were to actually answer it as a kid, I'd try really hard to be a three. The truth is I'm not a three. I'm a one. I'm a perfectionist. And because I'm a perfectionist, I saw in my brother... All the things that I thought were the most asbestos. So in order to be a perfectionist, I was trying to be more like him. That didn't actually work out super well because I'm not <laughs> good at being you. I'm better at being me. So now yes. that we're grown ups, I don't try and be you anymore. Good. I just like you a lot because right. I think you are awesome. I like you too. Yeah, but I'm not going to be a good three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a good one.
2: No, either. no, you're not.
1: The Enneagram diagram will be on the show notes. I might do it with arrows because each of these lines have a direction of stress. And so the idea is when you are stressed out and you're being the worst of that type, then you go in one direction on the lines. And when you're growing and you're becoming the best type of person that you can, then you go the opposite direction on those same lines.
2: All right. So Malika, I can't see it really well. What does my one connect directly to? It connects... Directly to seven and four. But seven and four don't touch each other? No. Okay. So if I'm a one, a growth is either a seven or a four.
1: Then a growth is a seven.
2: So if I'm growing into my best version, I'm a seven. And if I'm being a stressed person, I might be a four.
1: Yes, you might act like a four.
2: Might act like a four.
1: The way you can know with these lines is that you start at either the nine or the one, Mm -hmm. and then you head down like a... Southwest, right? So at an angle down and to the left from there. And those lines are the stress lines.
2: Mm. So Mama's a two. If she's stressed, she might act like a one.
1: Well, so then I got to follow the line from a one to a four. That would be the stress line. Four to a two would be a stress line. So two to an eight would be the stress line. So when Mama, a two, is stressed, she would act more like an eight. Mm -hmm. And when she's being her best, she would act more like a four.
2: Alyssa, what was your question at the beginning of this podcast? Can personalities get any more complicated? I feel like no, because right now it's so complicated. I'm a one, but maybe I could be a seven or a four or a 32.
1: In the past, we've talked about Myers-Briggs or quadrant theory, top brain, bottom brain, and compared to Enneagram, they are very not complicated. But most people that have not done self-knowledge before think that those are complicated enough. Right? For sure, The Enneagram is really for the people that are really into self-knowledge and want something that is super complicated and that's okay. So, Alyssa, what did your quiz say that you were when you answered the questions? A nine. A nine. But you're not so sure that you're a nine, are you? I don't think you're a nine either. But if you answered the questions like in an idealized way, like when you're being your best, this is how you would act, then what type would that make you?
0: Six. That's what I thought I was. I right. think that's what you are,
1: too. I think that you are a six. And so when you're being your best, you end up acting kind of like a nine. Does that make sense?
0: hmm You answer the questions how you wanted to be. So then you got a nine.
1: And so then it would make sense if you are a six for the quiz to come out. She answered it that way. Knowing you, I think you're a six. I think that matches with your personality type.
2: So lot. you're a three. When a three is stressed, they act like a what?
1: A nine.
2: And when a three is being their best self?
1: They act like a six.
2: Oh, that's funny. You're the best version of that, Alyssa. Did you know that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should keep that in mind, huh? You Thank you this? for pointing that out, Kelly. Just so I know. Wait, Go
2: ahead. Donna and Malachi are threes? Yeah. Yes. Which means that they're mainly what?
1: Achievers. Get it done kind of people. <laughs> get it
2: done kind of people. <laughs> Alyssa yeah. is mainly a six, which means that she's kind of like what?
1: A six is engaging and responsible. They are also anxious and suspicious. So what happens is when somebody is being, quote, the best version of themselves, they take on usually the positive aspects of that next type over, but they often don't take on the negative aspects of it. They keep the negative aspects of their type.
2: So a six is engaging and loyal.
1: Exactly. When the three is being their best, when we're getting stuff done in the best way we can, It's by being responsible and loyal Mm -hmm. and doing things the right way. That's how threes get things done in the best possible way. Does that make sense? Maybe
2: that's why Alyssa and Malika get along so well. And then also drive each other crazy.
1: That's quite possible.
2: Because when you're having a really good day, you're making each other the best you can be. When you're having a bad day, you're stressing each other out.
1: Alyssa, at her worst would be to add, take on some of the aspects of a 3. The negative parts of the 3 is that we are too driven, we're pushing other people too much or we're pushing ourselves too much, taking on too much responsibility, you know, worrying about what other people think of us too much. That's something that threes can do, and so when a 6 is at their worst, they take on those same things.
0: You have to talk about wings.
1: Wings. <laughs> Did you hear me say something about wings before?
0: Yes.
1: In other personality things like quadrant theory, we've talked about a primary and a secondary. In the Enneagram, they don't call it a secondary. They call it a wing. And the reason is because in the Enneagram, they only have the concept of you taking on one of the types that are right next to you. So if you are a type 6, Alyssa, then the only possibilities for your wing are a 7 or a 5 because they're the ones that are next to you. Kelly... You're a type one, Mm -hmm. so you could have a wing of either a nine or a two.
2: Yeah, it said I was a wing of a two, but it said if I wasn't a one, I was most likely a three, and ones and threes don't really have anything in common. So I was super confused how my wing is a two when it's not my second most popular number.
1: Yeah, so that's something that's complicated about the Enneagram is that the tests are designed to try and figure out which is your dominant type, but there's really 18 different personality types and
2: quotes oh so if I was a one wing nine I would be pretty different than a one wing two
1: yes exactly so
2: I'm a one which is a performer what my wing is two which is helper so I like to make things for the better and I like to help people to be better because that's my one wing two but if I was a one wing nine what is a nine like
1: nine is the peacemaker
2: when I was a kid I was a one wing nine because in our family I was constantly the peacemaker Between all the other folks. Mm -hmm. So that was my role as a kid. I tried to make peace between groups. But as a grown-up, I don't really do that.
1: On the Enneagram Institute, they say that the one wing two is a, quote, advocate. Someone that advocates for other people. That's what I do all day. Whereas a one wing nine is the idealist. They're the one that is like, hey, this is how things should be. And I'm going to work to try and get them to be that way. Yeah. So the wing is like your secondary. But in the Enneagram, because there's nine types... They don't have where you could have any of the other eight as your secondary because then that would mean there'd be 72 types which would be okay
2: huge so malachi are three which means you like to get things done what's a number two
1: generous people pleasing and possessive in the sense of and like, helping protective
2: so okay so number two is helpful and protective what's number four
1: Expressive, dramatic, self absorbed, mm. and temperamental.
2: So, which one do you think is more like you, Malachi? Are you more helpful and protective, or are you more dramatic?
0: I don't think I'm really dramatic, so I guess I would think
2: I'm more helpful. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that you are 3 2 naturally.
2: So, I think that you like to get things done, but you also like to be helpful and caring about it.
1: Yeah. I was a 3 wing 4 when I was a kid, when I was younger. I was a lot more on the four side. I like was,
2: dramatic.
1: Yeah, right. And, and especially more self-absorbed and maybe temperamental. So
0: since you are dramatic, you are like, woe is me. I'm about to drown.
1: Yeah, just like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whoa, but now, Mama, we've already talked about, she's a two. And so she has helped me to develop my two side. And so I've become much more of a three wing two than I used
2: to. So your wing now is more towards helping people and protecting people. Yes. So, Alyssa, we think you're a six, which means you're loyal and engaging. Mm-hmm. What do we think your wing is? What's a five?
1: A five is someone who is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Kind of that secret scientist. Oh, That's yeah. what we talked about.
2: Thinking, Deep thinking, but like thinkers. on their own. Okay, what's a seven?
1: Spontaneous, mm-hmm. versatile, collects things um, and likes a lot of different things. Likes to do things. a lot of new I think you're a six, seven, yeah. six okay. wing seven. I'm
0: a six and I fly in seven.
1: People call it six wing whatever, so like six wing seven. In our family, we've always just said, oh, you're a one, two, right? Personally, I would say it like that. You're a six, seven, meaning the seven is your secondary.
2: Your good friend is a seven, because you probably get along with a lot of those characteristics.
1: One thing that I have not touched on so far, I said the Enneagram was very complicated. There is a concept of, quote, centers, which essentially means groupings of the types. So there are three groups of the types. And the groups are the top group, which is eight, nine, and one, which is sometimes called the instinctive center. The right side group is two, three, and four. That's called the feeling center. And five, six, and seven is called the thinking center. Uh I'm not going to go into a lot of these, but people... Kind of group those together often.
2: Wait, thinking is the left, feeling is the right. What's the top?
1: Instinctive.
2: Instinctive. Okay.
1: So the negative emotions that usually felt in each of those centers are different. The top usually has anger or rage. The right side, the feeling side, usually has shame. They feel like they're not good enough. And the left side has fear. So they're afraid or they don't feel safe or they have actual fear. There's those three groupings that are talked about sometimes in Enneagram discussions about how those different centers or groups will have some similarities. Like I knew that Mama was a two, partly because the first thing I thought of was that I knew she was on the right side. Like she is feeling and caring about others. And that's all kind of on the on the right side
2: so two threes and fours are feelers and you've got a lot of those in your family because Mm -hmm. and then you've got a six in your family five sixes and sevens are thinkers and then i'm out there being a one with my instinct
1: yep you're special i guess so in this family
2: yeah
1: another thing i mentioned at the beginning that there are also three instincts so aside from the nine Enneagram types, which we've spent most of our time talking about, and that is the main part of the Enneagram and your type and your wing, there's also what people sometimes call subtypes, but it's not really a subtype. They're called instincts according to kind of the Enneagram philosophy. And those three instincts are the self-preservation instinct, the legacy instinct. The legacy instinct. And then the social instinct.
2: Okay. What do you think, Alyssa and Malachi? We've got. Taking care of yourself, like that self-preservation as an instinct. There's making your mark on the world and then there's social. Yes. Or what's that?
1: Social is creating social ties, creating relationships.
2: I think making relationships. Or the social instinct. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of things do you do or do you like to do that you think make that instinct for you?
0: I don't know. I just make relationships. Yeah. Yes. That's important
2: to you. Yeah. yeah. Making
1: relationships with others. That's very important for you.
2: Yes. More important than the other two instincts. Yes. What do you think? Taking care of yourself, making a legacy for the future, or making relationships with other people? Making relationships with
1: others. That's what you think? See, I think that you have more of a self-preservation instinct than, say, Malachi does. May- maybe you're still on the social side. That's important to you also, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Relationships are very
1: important. Relationships are important to everybody. We've talked about many times in this podcast that love and belonging and forming relationships are super important to all humans.
2: What about you, Alan? What do you think? What's your instinct?
1: I think my primary one is actually the legacy instinct. I like to make a mark on the world. I like to get stuff done to make my own mark on the world.
2: I think kids are probably still developing their instincts. Because one of the primary goals of being a kid is making friends with other people. And so I think that that is a really important aspect of being in elementary school. is in those social relationships. Sure. So that instinct is the primary one. Most kids are not trying to make a legacy for themselves. Like that's just really unusual in that age range.
1: That's a good interesting point, Joe.
2: Yeah. Because as we get older, senior citizens, one of their primary life goals is to leave a legacy. And one of kids' primary life goals is to build social relationships. Those are just the natural order of things. Then in middle age, it tends to be more about self-preservation. So your natural personality might lean more towards one than the other over your lifespan, but you're always going to have a little bit of all of them. Mm -hmm. And wonder if people in different age ranges are going to find themselves in one particular instinct. I don't know if Enneagram says anything about that changing over time.
1: It sounds like the general philosophy is that you are born with one of those instincts being higher. Mm -hmm. So it's more on the everybody's amount of each of the instincts is different. So you could Mm -hmm. see it almost like as a level, but one of those ends up being a lot lower for you. And so often people don't understand other people because they're operating on the one instinct and you don't have that instinct. That makes sense, guys.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. We hope you learned something because the more you know, the more you
1: grow!
0: Malachi, Alyssa, Kelly,
1: and Leonard. Out!
0: Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it, and telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash understand life. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for your support.
1: (laughs) Also, if you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to our old website, which is com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there and we'll let you know other ways to listen too. No, not quite. What, what would have to be different for there to be triangles?
2: The lines touching.
1: Yeah, but okay, so <laughs> the four. You get it
2: done kind of people. Alyssa <laughs> yeah. is mainly a six, which means that she's kind of like what? Slow eating. Yeah. No, slow eating is not a primary component. You have to talk about wings.
1: Wings. <laughs> Did you hear me say something about wings before? Yes.
0: yes. And you know, wings right, right about now seems good.
1: Seems good. Like, uh, do you want a wing? What kind of wing do you want? I, don't know. I
2: want a buffalo wild wing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good kind of wing, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Okay. Huge. So, Malachi, you're three, which means what? Which means I'm a charmeon. You're a chameleon, right. <laughs> a charmeleon. Char- yeah, you are that's charming a, that's chameleon. That's and you like to get things done.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, that's what that means.
2: No, so a charmeleon is a Pokemon. Oh, just kidding. I don't but
1: know anything. I for. like charming Chameleon. That's that, fine.
0: That's Charmian. awesome. We hope you turn in next time for... Understand life.